This is episode 215 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to talk about the process of change and the most important part, which is to believe it is possible for us to change. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food, it's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. Stephanie here. Hope you are doing well. And I had this moment of gratitude as I was starting the podcast, and I want to say thank you. Thank you for all of you for being here week after week and subscribing to the podcast. I am extremely grateful that you are one of our listener and that you are supporting my work, and I'm hoping that this work is helping you. And I just want to say when I say I love you at the end of the podcast, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You are helping me fulfill my life purpose and my mission on this planet. And I'm very grateful for that. And I hope that in turn, this podcast is helping you. And the reason why I was inspired to share this message of gratefulness for you today is because I've done some yearly work that I do every end of year at least for the last five years, I think, five or six years, I would have to pull out my journal, but I think it's been five years for sure that I sit down at the end of November, beginning of December, typically, and put my life in perspective, right? And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I've actually taken a break from Instagram for nearly 48 hours because I was going through this process of setting my goals for the new year and the new decade ahead of us because it's a brand new (laughs) next chunk of 10 years in front of us. And some of you may say, well, you were doing that a little bit early, like it's only November. This weekend was November the 18th. Yeah, I was doing that early, and and there's a very important reason why I was doing that early, is because I will be teaching about that in the upcoming On Diet 2020 project, and I'm a teacher that teach from a place of experience. I believe in experiential learning versus simply intellectual learning, and not to say that one is better than the other, but in the type of work that I teach and coach people in, it's all about experiencing the work, the transformation, the change, just learning how to eat intuitively from intellectually the brain is never going to work for you. It's never going to turn you into this intuitive eater because it's all about tapping in within us, within our sensation, within our emotion to be able to nourish ourselves. So it's an experiential process. So for me as a teacher, I always do the work that I teach, right? That's how I come up with the going to be on the food method. And now the process of the undiet, the new year, undiet 2020. It's actually the second year that we're doing that. We did it last year. It was titled undiet 2019. And now we're doing it this year. And part of it is setting our 
goals for the upcoming year with the undertone of not participating in diet culture and not wanting to shrink our body in hope of happiness, right? So there's thousands of people out there setting or teaching, would I rather say, how to set our goals for the new year. Everyone does it from a different background. My is into what my life purpose is, which is to help you become an intuitive eater, become neutral with your body and live your life now. So I put myself through that process this weekend. And I think it's really important that you do it too. I believe and I invite all of my students in the academy to join us for the Undiet program as a bonus to their being a student in the academy, because I believe it's fundamental that we take this time of reflecting at least once a year. We can get completely lost in modern life, right? With work, family, just life in general, right? Modern society is meant to go, 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 right? And if we don't like put it on the calendar, to stop and reflect on what we have done and where we want to go, it'll never happen. And I just want to put this in perspective for you. Whatever religion or background of spirituality you are in, that we think about Christianity, that we think about Jewism, that we talk about the Muslim religion, we always had in those religion or spirituality a time of reflection. Lent, Rosh Hashanah, Ramadan were all period of reflection that were built in into the religious calendar or the spiritual calendar and that for thousands and thousands of years. And because we as a society have in many instances detached from our spiritual belief or religious belief, we no longer take that time. And I firmly believe that is one of the many reasons why we are what we describe as stuck, right? So many women in my community, when they first start, they say, I'm stuck. And part of this is because we don't reflect, we don't pause our life, we don't review what we've done, right? We get into this trap of life happens to us instead of life happening for us. So that's a question you can ask yourself, right? Which bucket are you in? Do you feel like the victim of life? And or do you fully feel in control of your life, right? When you're caught up in that day-to-day situation, you're likely feel that life is happening to you. And you are not in a place where you're thinking, well, what is next year? What do I want next year to be? How do I want the next five years to be? Where do I want to be in 10 years? And when we don't do that, we feel like life is happening to us. So when I began the show and I open up to say that you are helping me fulfill my life purpose, if you know my story, 
I had a major health incident eight and a half years ago, and I changed my life. And I went from being in this high career in the corporate world to doing nutrition at first and now helping women make peace with food. And because I believe that's my life purpose, right? And I believe that life is about helping others, right? So the question for you is, what is your purpose, right? Life is so fast today in the world we live in that if we don't intentionally decide of what our purpose is, we're likely just going to end up washing and repeating year after year after year of us being the victim of our life. And dieting is the perfect example of this. I know for myself, for the first 38 years, 39 years of my life, I didn't take the time to reflect on my life. I certainly did not have a life purpose. Well, no, not true. I had a life purpose and my life purpose was to prove to the world that I was worthy through external trigger like money, career stuff, right? That was my purpose, but I didn't have a purpose to be happy, to be joyful in life and to do things that I I enjoyed. And dieting is, is a reflection of that, right? We diet year after year after years. And January is that big period of the year where we all start, well, used to start a resolution, hopefully for most of you. And we just repeated the same pattern years after years, right? Because we never reflected. We never asked ourselves, oh, I wonder why this thing is not working, right? Or maybe I need to try a different thing here. Maybe it's not our life purpose to diet and shrink our body. What if there was another purpose to life? I know I never asked myself those questions until I came to do this work of going beyond the food. And that led me into repeating the same thing year after year after year. And this weekend, I was actually talking to a woman who wanted to work with me in 2020. And she said that she recently had herself her own haha moment, like of pulling herself and saying, Oh, my God, why am I doing this? And her moment for her was when she saw her little girl, her four year old daughter, looking at herself in the mirror and picking at her own body, repeating almost word for word, what herself as a mom was saying towards her own body. And she, her daughter, came to her and asked her, Mom, am I too fat? And that was for her the trigger moment to ask herself, like, is that what I want my daughter to be and to learn? Is that what I want my life to be? Like what I pass on to my daughter. So this process of self-reflection, what I put myself through this weekend, requires for all of us to take responsibility for our own life. And what I realized this weekend when doing my own reflection over the last year, over 2019, it came on me as to why Many women don't want to do this work. They don't want to look back. They don't want to set themselves goals. They, 
I call that, like I did, like an ostrich, right? Putting your head in the sand and pretending that nothing is wrong, right? Because it's scary. It's scary to take ownership of what we created in our own life, right? And realizing that no one is coming to save us. If we want something to change in our own life, we have to be the one to do it. And it is scary only because we have this mindset that I need to fix myself. That mindset of fear. We are afraid because we deeply believe that something is wrong with us. Instead of having a mindset that everything is possible, a mindset of love towards ourselves. So if you're in that place where you are afraid of doing this work of reflection and setting yourself big goals for the upcoming year and decade, ask yourself, is it coming from a place of fear or is it coming from a place of love for myself? What is your intention? That's the big question. Right? Somebody was asking me, what is the difference between intention and goals? Goals are the actual thing, feeling you want to achieve. The intention is the undertone, is the reason why you want to achieve X, Y, and Z in your life. So if you're doing this exercise of setting your goal for the upcoming year, ask yourself, what is my intention? Is it one of love or is it one of fear? Now, many of us are stuck in that fear mindset because we deeply believe that something is wrong with us because of what I call diet brain, right? So if you're new to this podcast, I would highly recommend that you go and listen to podcast 202, where I defined diet brain. Diet brain at a very high level is how our mindset, how our brain, how our thinking process has adapted to the failure model of dieting, right? We know diet don't work. It's proven. Yet we continue to do it and we continue to do something that is known not to work. Therefore, we have to adapt as human to this thing that creates a lot of chaos, which is dieting. Part of this adaptation process in our brain are thinking patterns. And they're what I call diet brain are the four common thinking pattern of chronic dieter, perfectionism, all or nothing, people pleasing, and mental filtering via our body. And that's what keeps us in that fear mode. That's what prevents us from taking responsibility for where we are in life and taking responsibility towards where we want to go, right? And that's why I think coaching is so magical because it forces you to take a step back and to see yourself differently. I have consulted with a number of you, most of you listener of the podcast over the last two weeks to work with me one-on-one for next year, right? To bet coached by me. And many are asking like, 
Well, the kind of two group of people that come to the consultation to want to work with me there, those are the people who have experienced coaching before and they know it works and it paid off huge in other area of their life. And they're coming to me saying, yep, I know what it is. Sign me up. Where's the the dotted line, right? Then there's the other group of people like, but what is coaching? I've never experienced it before. And the best way I can explain it is coaching is like being in front of a mirror. It's making you see things in your life that your brain pattern prevents you from seeing, right? The diet brain keeps you stuck in places because it doesn't want you to see the reality because reality is scary. Coaching is this ability to, your coach is like your mirror and it helps you see, hey, do you see how you're repeating the same pattern year after year? And do you see why you're doing it? And it's helping you find the reason and the modality to fix it without giving you the answer, right? And that was another woman's question is like, are you going to tell me exactly what I need to do? Well, part of coaching is not to tell you what to do so you can find it for yourself through the process of reflection and mirroring so it can actually transform you. If I just tell you what to do, in some way, it's like a diet, right? Go right, go left, do a little bit of this, that, and this, and that. You never tap into your innate wisdom. You never recognize how magical, strong, and powerful you are. You're not finding your own answer, right? So that's part of the coaching process is to help you find your own answer. And when you do that, boom, right? That's when things change for you. The potency of transformation is reside in the ability to see how you know the answer for yourself. And that propels you into the rest of your life of trusting, respecting yourself and having confidence that you will have the answer for the rest of your life in everything you do. That's when you become oh my God, so super powerful. But all of this is achieved through the process of self-reflection. Now, self-reflection is also influenced by your beliefs, right? And I had a glimpse into that when I was reflecting on 2019 and I pulled out my vision board. It's part of the process that we teach, which is, to set our goals, and then put it into a creative outlet that is called a vision board so you can have it being reminded every day, right? You put it somewhere where you're reminded of what your goals are at least once a day, hopefully, or multiple times a day. And when I pulled mine out from 2019, I looked at it, and funny enough, I had called 2019 the year of enough, And when I posted that into a group with my own coach, I have my own coach, and the reflection was from her, wow, you still thought of yourself as not enough. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I never looked at it this way. And it was true. Somehow, some way at the end of 2018, I still had the belief that I wasn't enough and that 2019 was the year of enough. 
Now, there's two ways I could have looked at that. I could have looked at that in my old way of thinking. Oh, my God, you're such a failure. You, after like eight years of doing this work, you still don't get it. Blah, blah, and beat myself to death and go into a spiral of loading and shaming. Or, right, this way of thinking that's very empowering. It's like, oh, my God, what an opportunity. What is 2020 going to be in front of you? Right? And then I went into setting my goals. But the process of the program that we're going to start in December, the Undiet 2020 Challenge, is because I want to customize this goal-setting experience to people like us, right? People who have chronically dieted, restricted food, load themselves, because we have specific ways of thinking and we need to set our goals based on new beliefs that are specific to us, right? So in the way that we set goals, it's the primary belief is that we're not going to diet, right? The title says it on diet, right? That we will not set our goals based on the belief that being in the smaller body is what's going to deliver us a bigger and a better life. The second undertone of undieting, right, the methodology or the challenge we have is that we want to shift from external to internal. So I'm explaining that to you. External goal setting looks like, right, the I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to get into the, my old pair of jeans, size 12. I'm going to get a promotion at work. I'm going to find a side gig. I'm going to, whatever. I'm going to have a new boyfriend. I'm going to have a new partner. Like all external goals to ourselves. Part of the process of undiet is to shift back within. How do I want to feel? And that's the starting point also of intuitive eating, right? Because intuitive eating is all about feeling our hunger fullness, which all comes from the same place, right? So it's about shifting from external goal setting to internal goal setting so we can begin to tap into this magical innate wisdom that we all have within us that can lead us for the rest of our life. And the third principle, it's about striving for self-care instead of weight loss, right? We spent so many years striving for weight loss and that didn't work, it would never work. What else can we do? How can we build a relationship of trust and respect towards ourselves? Now, when I say the word self-care for many people, it's like getting a mani and pedi or getting a massage. Well, self-care is not really that. That's the commercial way of self-care. I want you to think of self-care as treating yourself like the supportive and nourishing parent you wish you had. Does that make sense? How do you parent yourself? How do you parent this body of yours? Right? And that's where Manny and Petty really didn't fit into that or doesn't fit into that because it's all about taking care of your ex body, right? How do we parent ourselves? That could look like, right, addressing our negative self-talk, removing toxic people from our life, holding ourselves accountable to what we say, doing the self-work 
to end behavioral pattern of like diet brain, right? Consciously choosing that the upcoming year we're going to stop attempting to be perfect or we're not going to no longer get onto the hull or nothing bandwagon. So addressing those behavioral patterns that cause so much pain into our life. It's learning to be emotionally intelligent. That's what self-care is. So when we set our goals, we are looking at how we're going to engage with ourselves internally. Quite a different approach to goal setting, but an approach to goal setting that support the process of ditching diet culture, undieting our life, right? So we can live a full life today. I want you to think of self-care as self-respect, but not in the way that diet culture is teaching us, which is to lose weight and be in a tenor body, but instead about making choices that makes you feel happy now. So that's the process I put myself through this weekend, and I'm very close to setting or fully embracing my goals. I like to reflect a lot, right? So I've I have three goals for 2020. One is reverence. The next one is alignment. And the third one is gentleness. I'm still sitting on those. They feel better and better every day as to where I want to take my life for 2020 and for the upcoming decade. But I'm going to share with you more as I confirm those three goals of mine probably notice they're all feeling-based, right? They have nothing to do with things or external element. But that's where I want to take my life. That's where I want to work on taking care of myself with these three undertones. What do you want for the upcoming year, for the upcoming decade? It is end of November, November 20th. There's about five, six weeks left to the year. Start thinking, start reflecting, start seeing what could be possible for you. We're closing one year, opening a new one. So here's a few questions I want to leave you with that you can start asking yourself now to reflect. Okay? So if you want to take this as a note, perhaps pause the podcast and come back with a pen and a paper. But here's some of the questions. Where am I in my life? Is that the life that I want? Am I showing up in my life the way I want to? How am I going to create the life that I want to? How do I want the upcoming year to be different than the prior year? And you could even put that into a decade format, right? How do I want the next decade to be versus the way that it was from 2010 to 2019. Once you understand that part of the reflection, then you can move on to start setting your goals. The first place to start is asking yourself, do I believe that change is possible for me? Because you can go through this entire exercise with the undertone believe, a fear of saying, I don't even know if it's possible. So that's the first place you have to start, right? Asking yourself, like, do I believe that I can become an intuitive eater? 
Do I believe that I can be neutral with my body? Do I believe that I can take care of myself? Do I believe that I can trust and respect my body? Once you sat with those questions, then you can move on to the next layer, which is aligning your belief where you want to go, right? This whole intention of love. If I loved myself, right? How would I create goals for myself? Always goals that are based on feeling, not being. And then third, once you've created those goals with the intention of love, this intention of feeling, then it's to check in with yourself, right? So that's what you do on a daily basis throughout the upcoming year. Do my action line up with where I want to go? Do my action line up with my future self? That's a question every time you look at your vision board, you look at your desired feeling, you ask yourself, do the action I'm about to take line up with feeling this way? If this type of work interests you, I think I've given you a good chunk of starting point with a question. If you want to take it further or if you want to be coached into this process, I would invite you to join us in the Undiet 2020 30-day challenge where I'm going to coach you through this process of reflection, creating goals. And then once we have your goals, we're going to create a master plan for self-care for next year, right? So we can perhaps gradually, slowly move away from weight loss, or if you're fully into this journey of intuitive eating, what does that next level look like for you in this concept of self-care? And then third, this is where it gets better every year because it's the second year we're running this. We're adding a third workshop this year, which is all about productivity and organization, like tactical approach to how you need to organize yourself, yearly plan, monthly plan, and then daily plan to actually input those action into your life. We start December 6th, it ends January 6th. And it's only $97. Made it affordable so many of you can actually join us and set your goal for the upcoming year. It's a place where no matter where you are in your journey, if you're still perhaps dieting and and you want to stop it, great place for you to make this transition. And if you've began your journey of intuitive eating and you want to take it to the next level, That's another great place to elevate yourself as well. So no matter where you come from, you're going to find yourself being served in this 30-day project. So I hope many of you will come and join us there. So thank you very much for having listened to the show. And as always, please, please, please leave me a review. It really helps get the podcast rank higher and get more women to see this content. I love you, sister. And I look forward to hang out with you on the next episode. 